Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Hi, my name is Ella Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have the good fortune of interviewing Jamie Rascal Innix, the CEO and founder of Next Generation Trust Services in Roseland, New Jersey. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for asking me, Seth. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. Where did you grow up? Uh, actually, in New Jersey, uh, Middlesex County. And uh, what was your childhood like? What did your parents do? Um, gee, my mom was a homemaker, uh, and my dad worked for the county water uh, department, and he also worked for a local tavern before buying okay, his own a, tavern. A diverse background. Yeah. And, and how did you get started in business? Oh, my. Um, that's an interesting question. Um, so I always knew that I really wanted to do my own thing, uh, probably from when I was much younger. But the first business that I started that really actually went somewhere um, was a property management company called Rainbow Property Management, and I still do have that company. It was founded in 1994, but we've drastically scaled back on the number of clients and properties that we manage there uh, because when I founded Next Generation uh, in about 2004, it was clear to me that that was going to be the um, more easily scalable company. So um, I have those two, and really just kind of a lifelong interest of mine to do something on my own. But started out actually uh, in my career in the healthcare field. That's quite a transition from healthcare <laughs> to next generation trust services. Sure is. What do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? Hmm. Hmm. That's a stumper uh, a little bit. Um, I guess the, the most important 
or, or the, the biggest dilemma that I've had in the beginning, and it's, it's a little bit ongoing, is how do you find the right staff members, where do you find them, and how do you screen them well enough to, to know whether they will actually be able to handle the job and fit in with the rest of the team? So staffing has been a challenge always. I've had that issue over the years as well. For our folks who aren't familiar with Next Generation Trust, what does your company do? We are an administrator for what is coined self-directed retirement plans. And what that means uh, is that you may take your IRA and certain 401ks and put them with a custodian or administrator that allows for non-traditional investments and invest in all kinds of things that the IRS allows. So if you happen to be a real estate investor um, in your part-time life or even in your full-time life, you can invest in real estate with your retirement plans. And <clears throat> many traditional broker-dealers and custodians don't want to do these investments because they're labor-intensive and uh, a challenge to do proper IRS reporting. So we specialize in just that thing. That's our only business. And you've got some incredible lead gen what I would call lead generation magnets available on your website about protecting yourself from IRA fraud, unlocking the secrets of self directed IRAs, crowdfunding. What was it, what how did you come up with those and how have been that those been received by your marketplace? Because they look great. Uh, well, thanks, Seth. They they, um, they have worked pretty well, and we've tested them in different markets. Um, how we came up with them? Gee, um, I work with uh, some freelance people that do some copywriting for me, and we sometimes brainstorm and come up with ideas. I now have staff members that help in that area, too. So it's very helpful for them to brainstorm these topics because when they talk to prospects or clients, these are some of the things that people ask for. Or it happens to be uh, a big topic in the industry. So the last one that we did was crowdfunding. And people have been talking about that one for years. But just recently the regulations were changed so that non-accredited investors um, are, are allowed to invest in startup companies. So that was just very newsworthy, and that, that's how that one came about now. There are great resources and very well written. What have been some, uh, I think we learn more from avoiding other people's, you know, mistakes is than trying to just emulate their success because, you know, success is made in a messy kitchen. What have been some of your, the adversities you've had to overcome growing next generation from startup to, you know, over $100 million? And more importantly, what did you learn from that? Well, Seth, we're actually at over $600 million. Thanks um, for your website. <laughs> uh, gee, I I will have them look at that. I thought it was updated. So yeah, we I grew the the initial company, which was part of a national network, from startup to over a hundred million, um, and then we rebranded and came out of the network and were completely uh, self sufficient. So we have over uh, almost six hundred million in client assets now. But um, you know some of, some of the challenges. Uh, we're actually uh, coming out of that national network and rebranding. 
Um, I actually thought that that was going to be a simpler, easier process. And while we didn't lose any clients because of it, because all of our clients knew who we were and understood the explanation for the change, I sort of didn't take into account, you know, I knew we needed all new collateral material and logos and and that kind of thing, but actually rebranding and getting the word out and the new company name out to referral sources and other places was a lot more challenging than I thought it was going to be. What has been your highest entrepreneurial moment? Well, actually, that's happening right now. Interesting you should ask that. We, we um, So in, in order to do our business, we're right now a third-party administrator. In order to have the complete package for our clients, we need to have an arrangement with a financial institution um, to act as the custodian. And so we just applied for our trust charter, and before the end of the year, we should be a licensed trust company. Congratulations. That's an Thank awesome you. It's very, yeah, it's very, very exciting. So, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you are the first person to hear that um, <laughs> publicly. But I, I'm pretty certain since we're, we're about to get the call to go in for our meeting that uh, that, that will happen uh, by the end of this year. We will keep our fingers crossed. What yep, you, you heard like it here first. We did hear it here first. <laughs> Um, what do you like best about your business? Oh, lots of things. Um, in no particular order, I'll tell you a few of them. Uh, it's very, very personally satisfying to me to be able to create jobs in my state and in my city. And I absolutely love uh, mentoring and helping staff members develop and learn the business uh, and develop the skills that um, are important to them or that they're they're good at. And the other part of it is with clients. You know, you would think for a business, even though it's a small niche industry that's been around since the late 70s, you wouldn't still surprise a lot of people or, you know, talk to other professionals that don't know you can do this. So it's it's very satisfying and it's exciting for me to bring this strategy for building retirement wealth to more and more people every day. Absolutely. What is working for you? Right. I mean, you've attracted um, over 600 million in assets. Um, what marketing strategies are you using to bring in such a high volume of investor money? Well, we use a lot, and like you see, we have uh, white papers available for download on our website, and we try to engage readers of the website to want to get more information and sign up for our newsletter. There's various professional organizations where we advertise, um, but I'll tell you what, since we've been in business for... Um, going on 12 years now, the the best investment that I've ever made is to demand in our office superior customer service and really looking out for the client. And because we've practiced that over the years, our biggest source of new clients right now are referrals. 
and that's very gratifying as well. Absolutely. Are you doing any internal marketing to your clients to generate more referrals, or is it just is it just organic because they're thrilled? Well, it's mostly organic uh, because you know if if somebody that um, is relatively new, let's say, and they have this aha moment that they can invest in something that they're very knowledgeable in, but nobody else will allow them to do, or they didn't know about it, and they have success doing it, and we're very easy to deal with and, um, you know, walk them through the process, and it's, it's fairly easy for them, then they really want to tell others and spread the word that you can make more money by doing this too. Um, but it also has to do with our reputation in the industry really is that our customer service is um, superior. And not only in the self-directed retirement plan space, but in financial services, we're, we're really known for that. So we also have a lot of uh, wealth managers, CPAs, and those kind of folks who refer to us as well. So um, that's... Uh, that's how we get those referrals. We do, and we do also ask for referrals. You know, do you know anybody? Or we keep in touch with our referral sources. But from clients, it's mostly organic. Okay. What about social media? I, I would think that with $600 million in assets, that would represent a sizable fan base. <laughs> you would think it would, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> we've had really hit or miss success with social media. But one of our... Um, newest staff members, and I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, she's been there over a year, but still newest. Uh, she's taken on the assignment of helping us uh, get more visible on social media and engage people, and she's had a lot of success on Twitter, as a matter of fact. Um, she's been promoting our recent ebook on retirement around the world and some of our white papers, and she's had a lot of success there. So that really is an ongoing process that we're trying to build and we're experimenting in different ways to get people to engage. It's tough out there, though. <laughs> what drives you crazy about your business? What drives me crazy? <laughs> other than staffing. Um, other than staffing. Um, what drives me crazy? What keeps uh, well, you up one at night? What keeps me up at night? Well, the the biggest thing that kept me up at night until recently was knowing that we were not self-sufficient. You know, we needed to have that custodian in order to remain in business and service our clients. And now that we're uh, we're going to become a trust company, that's that's really the biggest insomnia-inducing problem I had. So I'll, I'll have to think about that a bit more. And, and uh, uh, the the other. Loss of sleep items are so much farther down the list. I can't think of one right now. Fair enough. I know that. Uh, what, what is? I know that you are a voracious learner. What's the best advice you've ever got? Hmm. Um, one of the ones that I remember the most is hire slow and fire fast. Mm -hmm. And I've ignored that several times to Me my <laughs> to my big disadvantage. Um, that's a real good one, though, but I don't always remember it. And what are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the most impact on your work? You know, um, I don't think uh, – I really am a big reader, and, and most of what I read are um, 
biographies, autobiographies, some historical stuff, uh, novels too when I want to take a, a, a mental break. But I can't think of any book uh, that I've read that's helped me in business. But I will tell you something that I did a couple of years ago that I delayed doing for a really long time and it helped me tremendously is I hired a business coach. And I, I worked with that person for about three years. And she helped me push through a lot of barriers in my business. Um, as you know, a lot of businesses fail within the first five years for various reasons. Um, Women-owned businesses generally don't pass the million dollar in gross income mark. Probably only about 20% of women-owned businesses get there, probably less than that. But she helped me really push through some of those obstacles. And I couldn't even exactly tell you what specifically she and I worked on together to push through those. Um, but it was just really having somebody who, um, you know, been there, done that, and grew her business to tremendous levels and was able to probably in general terms show me what the small stuff was not to sweat over and what the big stuff was to pay attention to. That makes a lot of sense. I have four coaches at the moment, all for different areas, so I agree wholeheartedly. Who is an ideal client for you? Um an ideal client would be someone who doesn't want to sit by and coast and let someone else make their investment decisions for them because with self-directed retirement plans, you must be actively involved in every aspect of this. We don't give advice. We don't sell anything. We don't recommend investments, and we don't vet investments that our clients bring to us. We... Um, explain to people what the IRS allows and what they don't. We tell them in general terms how to avoid prohibited transactions. Um, so, I'm sorry, Seth, I just lost my train of thought right in the middle of that sentence. Uh, you have the ideal <laughs> client, somebody who wants you to oh, avoid you. prohibited transactions. Thanks, thanks. So, you know, somebody really has to want to be actively involved in making those investments and creating wealth for their retirement. So, you know, someone who's used to having a financial advisor do everything for them, um, they're, they're not going to cut it in the self-directed retirement plan world. And what would be the first step that you would want them to take? Well, the first step that people should take, uh, and I tell this to people all the time even though I don't give advice, if, if you have previous employer 401Ks, hanging around and you don't know what they're doing or where they're invested, and I've had friends who've had multiple accounts like that, the first thing I would tell people to do is look at the fees and look at the performance of those, and more than 90% of the time you are better off getting them out of that employer-based plan and rolling it over to an IRA of your own where you have control, and then sort of take stock and, and decide what your goals are, how far you have for retirement, what kind of return you're looking for. And if you have any special knowledge or skills and you can't put that to use in the stock market, then look at a self-directed IRA. 
That makes sense. What else do you what want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Well, um, I can tell you what some of the top investment uh, choices are with our clients. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so real estate and real estate-related investments are still probably the biggest seller, for lack of a better term. So people are looking to put their retirement money into investment real estate. So people buy condos, townhouses, multifamily homes, commercial properties within their IRAs, and all of the income and expenses flow through the IRA, tax-deferred or tax-free if it's a Roth. And when they sell the property, all the gains remain in the IRA, tax-deferred or tax-free depending on the plan. So that's still the biggest one. Uh, other real estate related investments would be providing mortgages to others for their properties, so being the bank, um, forming entities in which to do syndications or partnerships in real estate, and then there's uh, investing in startup companies or private equity, hedge funds, precious metals. Uh, some of the most interesting things we've seen are purchasing or investing in racehorses, uh, backing producers of Broadway plays, buying licenses to uh, sporting events uh, for the seats, um, dairy farms, hardwood tree farms. There's some really and, cool stuff that I never would I mean, real estate I knew yeah. about, but the rest I never would have thought of. Oh, it's, it's – you know, I am still sometimes surprised at some of the things my clients bring to me and want to invest in. Uh, you know, there's still surprises for me. I had someone buy um, uh, a radio station in Europe. Who who would have thought oh. of that? Uh, they buy foreign real estate, but of course, you know, uh, that's real estate is real estate regardless of where it is. But you know, the the limits of your imagination is what's allowed what's interesting or what the best thing to remember is is that the IRS says that you may not invest in life insurance and you may not invest in collectibles. So uh, I, I'm an avid wine drinker and wine collector, so I was disappointed that I can't buy wine with my IRA. So that's right, not you have wine titled in the name of your IRA. And <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? Um but, you know, you can't buy artwork, you can't buy um, antiques or other collectibles. Uh, some people want to buy um, collectible cars and store them someplace else, but that's not allowed. So, you know, those are the only things that aren't allowed. So you come up with something that you want to invest in that isn't one of those things, and we will, um, we will tell you how to make that happen. All right. Well, fascinating interview, incredible story. If it hasn't already, it should fill up. It could probably fill up a fascinating book. Um, <laughs> we've been here with Jamie of NextGenerationTrustServices.com. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, Seth. Um, it was a real pleasure, and I enjoyed talking with you. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.